I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. Number two, ah, oh, I love it. 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 <laughs> here we go. Here we it go. is Roy Batty from Blade Runner. Ooh. Rutger Hauer. Yes, Rutger Hauer. Said that really wiggly, then. Rutger Hauer. His bloody Rutger Hauer. <laughs> He's great at Rutger Hauer. I loved him. Go on, tell us. Tell us about Roy Batty again. One of those characters. I mean, is uh, what I said at the start. All about character for me. It's all about character. Yeah. His journey is simply to be recognized and to be free that's all he wants and by doing that he thinks is to find who created him Hmm. who's the creator who Hmm. is the mastermind behind all this who was my father but the thing that rugger howard does so brilliantly is make it really closed i don't know how to describe it it's so Hmm. weird it's very it's it's very much like a a small performance but again when similar thing with ian holm when he wants to you know, go crazy. Yeah. He fully goes crazy. He becomes like a cat mm. almost at the end of the film when mm. he's in the face off with Harrison Ford. But everything about Roy Batty is so philosophical and so, so poetic. The way he moves is very regal almost. Mm. It's not nothing like you'd imagine like a, like an android walking. Yeah. It's very much, I mean, if you didn't know, didn't know he was a, a you know, a synthetic, you, yeah. you wouldn't know because you wouldn't. the way he just moves, yeah. it is very, you know, poetic and very like almost like Shakespearean. Yeah. The way he does things, the way he talks, the way he interacts with people, yeah. and even the way he kills is quite it's dramatic and intense and emotional. Yeah, like, emotional. really emotional. It's pure emotion drives him, and yeah. that's the flaw of Rory Batty. He's he's so knowledgeable about everything, mm. but the emotion kicks in when the when his emotions kick in, mm. he can't contain them, and that's what eventually kills him. It's just the raw emotion. Mm. He just can't. He can't get away from that. He can't evolve past that. So that's why his journey won't, he never yeah. complete his journey because he just can't evolve yeah. past the base anger. Mm. Even though they've only got a certain amount of time to yeah, live. Yeah, exactly. They've got a certain yeah. lifetime scale. I mean, surely there must have been some kind of way that they could, you know, yeah. possibly extend it. Who knows? It's one yeah. of the mysteries of the Blade Runner universe. Mm. It's just that raw intensity, I think, mm. from Rutger Hauer that just, it just drives the entire performance. Yeah. A better performance than Harrison Ford's in that film. Oh, yeah. By a clear margin. Yeah. He just uh, like Harrison Ford for for all for all the good he does in the movie is basically is the you know it's the noir private dick yeah, yeah. He, the Sam Spade the you know all those kind of characters and he plays that to a T and that's great yeah but, but you you watch it for Roy Batty yeah absolutely you, absolutely I mean, as it's one of the films I I watch at least once a year mm. um I absolutely adore it I absolutely adore that film um do you have a do you have a favorite cut of Blade Runner. The final one, yeah, the very final one, which leaves the mystery open of, as to whether Deckard is Harrison Ford. That is, mm. whether he is a replicant or not. I'm of the opinion that he is, but yeah. I like the fact that in Blade Runner 2049 they still don't answer address it. it. Yeah, I like that. Mm. I like that they keep it open. Yeah, because even one, even the villain of 2049 goes, "Well, who do you think you are? Do you think you're this person, or do you mm. think you're that person? Yeah, who really knows?" And it's like, "Oh, you fucking son of a bitch!" Yeah. <laughs> I wanted an answer, but at the same time, coming out of the film I was like, "I'm glad I didn't get an answer." Sometimes, sometimes I think there's certain stories where I think when you're given more questions, it's better. Yeah, 
Like I like I I read uh, I read Wolverine uh, Weapon X first mm. time I read that as a kid I was like finally we find out how he got his claws yeah how he became who he was how he did all this mm. and actually come out of that book with more questions but then I was like well I I'm just like Wolverine yeah because every time he finds a little bit more a little nugget it just mm. leads to more questions a little more about who yeah. he is leads to more questions so I I quite liked feeling like the character I kind of embodied and yeah. empathized with that struggle um yeah. so I think I think Roy Batty is that kind of what what is it to be alive what is it to yeah, exactly. truly live that's, that's the fundamental question that drives him and he, mm. he gets to, he, f- he meets the person who created him but it still isn't enough mm. And he ends up killing him in the most horrific way. The whole crushing the eyes yeah. and then the head. You know, he achieves that goal, but it's mm. still not enough. There's still something else that's driving yeah. him that he just can't obtain. Which is why when he sees Harrison Ford sort of like dangling, mm. whatever it is that's inside him goes, oh, maybe, maybe this isn't the way. Mm. But you know what? I'm still going to play with you. Because yeah. he's very much, he's so conflicted, Roy. Mm. It's what I love about the character. He's just so conflicted in everything he does, mm. yet so resolute. When he decides, yeah. When he met, that's it. I'm when he finally that. makes that decision, yeah, there's great. nothing changing his mind. No, but he, he's so he's so much more of a character than the other synthetics are around him. Mm. Though the rest of them seem to be like you know they they get they get very much yeah. arrowed in one direction where he mm. can perceive several different things. Mm. I'm seeing a lot of links between all your choices. They they all yeah. seem to have a similar kind of mindset or ex- yeah, like the way they make their decisions and when they make their mm. decisions. That's it. Yeah, you know, I'm program. I've I've calculated this. I pro. This is the result. Yeah, program says I do this. Yeah, you know. But again, I do like it when there's this, you know, the twist in the machine. Yeah. So him saving Deckard is a twist in that machine. Yeah. Because it doesn't make any sense. Like Why a, does like he a save Deckard? Floor in the program. Yeah. Yeah. It makes. He turns around. He's got that stupid dove in his hand, mm. and then he turns back around, jumps over the chasm, mm. and saves him. I've always loved that scene because I don't fully understand mm. why he does save him. I get it in theory, yeah, yeah. but there's still that moment I'm like, even Harrison Ford in that moment, he's kind of like, I should be dead. Mm. And then he does that entirely beautiful speech of like, I've seen things you mm, yeah. wouldn't even believe. Mm. Love it. Fully improvised as exactly, well. Exactly, fully, fully improvised, improvised. But that is the mark of good characterization, good acting. Mm. He's fully invested in that character mm. to the point where he's comfortable enough to just sit there and go, this is where my character's dying. Yeah. I'm going to do this mm. and it's going to add to it and not feel shit. There's there's so many there's so many levels to him as a character. I think I think Rutger Hauer is one of my favorite actors anyway. Very underrated. I think, God it, rest it, his soul. Yeah, I know. It's a shame we lost him because I, I was literally I was literally like watching one of his films like not yeah. even a few days or a few months before. I watched Blind Fury not so long ago. And I, yeah. I watched something else and I love him and he's he's very much a cult actor in lots of cult Definitely. films. Uh, but that kind of makes for me makes him all mm-hmm. the better because I can appreciate even yeah. like a genre film with a quality you know Shakespearean style actor. Actor, mm. you know in it you know in even the worst film i've seen him in he still elevates it hobo with a shotgun yeah exactly or yeah. nighthawks with Jeez, sylvester stallone yeah. which is pretty crap for the most part um and, and it features features him killing rutger hauer while while in drag um brilliant so um yeah check that one out if you want it's yeah. also got it's also got <laughs> La- lando calrissians in it if you want to watch that oh, as well Jesus. billy d williams billy d williams yeah. um but yeah i think i think that's I think a lot of people would agree with you with yeah. Roy Batty because he is phenomenal. He's interesting. He's a little bit sexy as well. I think he's a little bit sexy. He is. Sexy I mean, about him. 
the, the whole the whole Blade Runner universe is based on sort of like height and sex appeal. Yeah, exactly. I mean, most of, most of the pleasure yeah. models, isn't there? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you can imagine that uh, Tris, the mm. the girl he hangs around with, I think she was a pleasure model. Yeah, I think so. She just goes psychotic. Daryl ha- Daryl Hannah's one. Daryl yeah. Hannah. Yeah, yeah. Daryl Hannah. Yeah. I can never remember her name. Yeah. Sorry, Daryl. <laughs> um, but yeah. I, I love the character. I yeah. really do love the character. I think it's a great universe, and I think it's a great kind of, you know, uh, a treatise mm. on the on what the human yeah. condition is and what it is to be alive, what it is to have yeah. a soul. Does I mean, does Roy Batty yeah. have a soul? Exactly. I mean, know? that that's why my explanation or my idea about this character may sound a bit rambly yeah. purely because there is so much left open to interpretation for mm. it. That's the great thing about the Blade Runner film. Everyone has their own ideas. Yeah. Is Decker a re- replicant? Mm. Does Roy Batty have a soul? Yeah. You know, who is real? Yeah. I mean, what, what is what is it to be alive? Yeah, what exactly. is it to be real? What who who is truly human? Yeah. I mean, the only, the only one of the only characters I think is actually human in that film is the old guy with the walking stick, yeah. Gaff. Yeah, yeah. I honestly think he's the only one that's real mm. for large portions of that film because yeah. he's constantly on Deckard's ass. All the time with the little origami things, yeah. and they played to it in twenty forty nine as well. They have they've got a, the guy a with the scene. they've got the guy with the disfigurement yeah. as well, haven't they? Yeah, they've got a brief scene mm. in twenty forty nine where Decker, uh, when uh, Ryan Gosling goes to see mm. um, Gaff, who's played by Edward James Olmos. Yes, love him, great actor, and they played to that whole idea of like, well, what is real? You know, how mm. do you know? I just love it. I, I love yeah. the mystery surrounding it, and that's why the character is my number two. Yeah, purely because that mystery around him mm. love it yeah shame she won't live but really? then again who does <laughs> too bad she won't live <laughs> then again who does <laughs> it's a great line, uh, line. it's a great line and it, and that and that line kind of adds to the whole the whole exactly film yeah it's it's it's, it's, yeah. it's within keeping with that, the, that, those that themes. line is repeated right at the very end of the film as well when mm. the little there's a little unicorn at deckard's front mm. front door and he picks it up yeah and you just hear it in the, too bad she won't live. And again, who does? And again, we all die. We might as well live our fullest lives while we can. Exactly. You know, exactly. Great film. Great choice. Great film. Okay. So moving on. So this will be, that was your number two. So this will be my number two. Christ on a bike. Yeah. So we are going full on into the Transformers franchise. Excellent. So um so again I'm I'm not picked an obvious one. I as I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh I've I've, I've kind of seen that one coming. I think I've seen uh, this one coming a little bit, but we'll get to it. We'll get to him. We'll get to him. So uh so I've gone for Ratchet from the Transformers franchise. Brilliant choice. Absolute so, uh, brilliant choice. Love him. Love him to bits. So obviously they've got like Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, the kind of uh, Iron High, yeah. kind of the obvious ones that you might pick. Yeah. Now, I like Ratchet because he isn't a warrior. No. He isn't a soldier. He's he's a doctor, he's a mechanic, mm-hmm. he's a scientist. He he deals with kind of it, it, his practice is based in science and he avoids kind of because yeah. there's a like considering the Transformers franchise is about, you know, robots. There's a lot of spirituality and spiritual oh, very, yeah, very much so. You know, godlike beings like Unicron's basically a satanic yeah. planet. And for me that's something that the films have not really kind of tapped into. Tapped into. Yeah. The, the the animated film did oh, to, yeah. a, to a degree. Love it, love it. I think we'll have to we'll have to do something on that oh, at absolutely. some point. We'll have to yeah. do something. You know, if if we weren't doing this, we would probably have done that. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I th- I think there's a lot of spirituality, and he kind of ignores that because he's again he's a man of science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He tries to stay, and he's kind of this grizzled, old, kind of bitter, twisted doctor. Um, you know, he's still a good guy. You know, he's he, but he's got his issues. Yeah. And so the way I see him is, that I can imagine he's he's seen it all before. He's yeah. seen the horrors. Mm. 
and it's grounded him. It's yeah. like, well, I, I know what all this is. Mm. I know how we can do this, mm. you know, the right way, yeah. away from all this, you know. Because, I mean, he has a like a Hippocratic oath as well. Yeah, like, definitely. And, and he's said to have like the fastest hands on Cybertron <laughs> as well. Like, and, and you would have to to, yeah. to fix, you know, certain like, because what's great about the Transformers franchise is they don't shy away from like violence because it, it's robots. Yeah, they get blown to pieces. Yeah, they get pulled apart. Eye, optics get pulled yeah. out and, you know, all sorts of yeah. stuff like that. And, and they never shy away from the violence. And that's what mm. I've always quite liked as, as a kid because they yeah. can die, they can get destroyed, they can, you know, they can permanently die, but they can also sort of come back yeah There's, definitely the, you've got you've got like i said you've got all the spirituality you've got primus mm. you've got you know megatronus all these kind of uh soldiers and knights of cybertron all this yeah. sort of stuff i'm not a fan of the michael bay films i'll be honest no i like the first one purely because i was like oh it's setting a good it's setting yeah. a good stepping stone yeah and then oh i just it nosedive for me I, after I, i'll be Revenge honest of the fallen it nosedive did you, did you see do you see bumblebee i've not but i've heard the opening 20 minutes or so are the Pretty best, the best Transformers movie yeah. you've ever seen. I, I didn't, I, I really didn't mind it. It's got, it's mm. got a nice heart. It's got a nice tone. Mm. It's a lot. It's a, there's a little bit of like Robot and Frank in there. It's kind of, yeah. there's, there's friendships and stuff. And yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it. There's, and plus you get to see like humans get liquefied. Okay, cool. <laughs> in, in a, like a PG 13 film, they just go. <laughs> And they just turn to like this clear liquid when they get blown Brilliant. up. Brilliant. Um, it's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. A lot of jokes in there. Like, there's a bit where John Cena's like, how can we trust these guys? I They're called God. Decepticons. <laughs> I forgot John Cena was in that. <laughs> They're literally called Decepticons. Well, he's right though, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Literally like, oh, why would you ever take the word of a Decepticon? Yeah. Uh, and uh, the, only, the only thing I have an issue with is one of the characters is not Starscream, but has the colour design of Scar Starscream. Yeah, I think I mean, you told yeah. me this before, I think. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense I, to me. Yeah. You have Starscream in that film if you're going yeah. to use his colors mm. put fucking starscream in the yeah film. he's one of the greatest villains i feel like they initially wanted to but then he gets killed off pretty quickly but i would say well change change the color scheme then because because in the opening all the color schemes are correct you see yeah. like ravage Soundwave, all those kind of great characters I think starscream disappears in the transformers with the michael bay ones yeah he's probably. in the first one i think he's in the second one briefly and then if i did nothing a, if i did a bad robots list starscream would have been in it's that, that voice, isn't it? Yeah, he's. A, I live to serve you, Lord Megatron. Megatron. And I just, love I love that he's just playing by his own rules. Yeah, like he's never like he's never loyal to anybody. I love that about yeah. him. But yeah, he would definitely Again, have been in my top. Another five. character greatly done disservice to in the Michael exactly. Bay films. Exactly. So in the in the Marvel comics, in the original Marvel comics, because they did the original um, storyline, yeah. they they actually created most of the backstories for the Transformers, and even gave like them their names. So Optimus yeah. Prime and Megatron, they came from the Marvel comics. Yeah. not from the toy line necessarily yeah definitely um, <laughs> there you go boys so and girls. At, the, at the end of the first four issues which was a mini series all the transformers are killed by shockwave <laughs> they're all of killed they are. and they are hung up headless armless they are, their bodies are strung all across their base like this big horror like this big abattoir and it's it's really disturbing like to see yeah. every single toy destroyed <laughs> like you're like this is a toy line and we just killed everybody you know it's almost like the transformers movie um and <laughs> we just killed everyone's dreams and the only people that are left are ratchet Buster Witwicky, he's called in the in the comics. Yeah, and the head of Optimus Prime. That is it. <laughs> the head of Optimus that is literally Prime. it. And Ratchet, in the space of three or four issues, not only finds the finds the Dinobots, yeah, resurrects them, tames them, uh, makes makes a a, a uh, alliance with Megatron to defeat Shockwave, yeah, and then betrays and defeats Megatron in the Brilliant. space of these three or four issues. Without Ratchet, you wouldn't have Transformers comics. Yeah. You wouldn't have a Transformers franchise because he saved them all. You wouldn't he, have the fucking Dinobots. He brought, yeah, you wouldn't have all that and he brought them all back. And, and then 
Not only that, later on, uh, Megatron comes back, kidnaps him and forces him to perform surgery yeah. and fix things and to create traps for the Autobots. Mm-hmm. And he valiantly sacrifices himself, blows up Megatron with some bombs through it, like, and there's like a time-space portal thing, yeah. kills him. And and uh, and then later on, after that, after the issue after that is like Optimus Prime is like cr- almost crying. He's like, yeah. oh, Ratchet, why did you have to die? You yeah. know, he's like, he's the bones. If we're talking Star Trek, he's the bones of this franchise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the do- I'm Dr. a doctor, Mc- I'm not a yeah. soldier. Dr. McCoy. And- exactly. And, yeah. and, he, and he's constantly hates himself because he's not working fast enough he's not fixed enough transformers fast enough they're losing this war what can he do he's only exactly one man. Like dr mccoy isn't he dr yeah. mccoy is like i, I couldn't do this i will do this jim yeah and he curses himself and, and and even optimus prime says i know you've got to fix all these transformers but you've got to get take some time off you 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 you're wired yeah. you're totally stressed out and he's like yeah yeah um and that's after- the idea of a war veteran isn't it yeah i can save my men i've done it before yeah you might not be able to this time yeah exactly you can't you can't curse yourself over every single death and yeah. he does feel responsible for everybody that dies on his table. Yeah. You know, even if they are, obviously they're machines and sometimes they can resurrect them in certain yeah, ways. But, yeah. but the, the stakes are still important. The stakes are still there. And after he blows up Megatron, they actually get resurrected. Um, but they're actually combined into this weird, like, form where they're kind of almost like a Frankenstein's kind of monster. They're kind of like, Jesus, they're walking around. I know it's like all the Transformers comics are pretty dark and twisted yeah. if you read them. Um, they're really, really you can, if you read uh, Transformers Classic, uh, IDW have reprinted all the old Marvel comics, so you can oh, read cool. you can read that entire run. It's on Comicsology as well, the whole thing. And also, they've got their more up to date comics like the IDW, yeah. uh, more than meets the eye. Um, really good stuff. And, and Optimus Prime is like he's having to put down his friend. He has to shoot him in the face. Fucking hell! And 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 Ratchet, Ratchet slash Megatron, yeah. which is both of them technically. He grabs Optimus' gun and puts it on his forehead. And it's like it's pretty, yeah. pretty dark and twisted <laughs> for, a, for, a for, for a little kid's comic for, about I mean, a toy line. Why is Optimus executing his own friends? <laughs> yeah. and, he, and he's like, he's having to kill it, his best friend that he's just resurrected. And then he oh, comes no. back again, comes resurrected again, only to knock out Starscream one punch because Starscream's like, I'm going to kill you for fun. He's like, fun, this is fun for you. You're a sick bastard knocks him out in one punch and they crashes the ark they're in the ark yeah. uh, the big ship and they crash it into earth again and in the uh it's called regeneration one which was like a, a continuation of the old uh Marvel yeah. comic yeah um he's he's a headless thing <laughs> that megatron is using to, to like all of earth has been destroyed by megatron yeah. at this point and ratchet is the only is the key to like it's is like doomsday weapon or something yeah, yeah. And, and cup has to kill ratchet again Jesus. <laughs> simon Furman, the writer keeps doing it and people say do you like hate ratchet or something because you just keep killing him <laughs> um but he's a really cool character one of the best on-screen versions of him is in transformers prime i don't know if you've seen that oh, I haven't it's not. kind of the designs are based on the movie but it's more in line with like the comics and yeah, previous okay. tv shows uh he's played by jeffrey combs who plays herbert west the reanimator he's, yeah. in, a, he's in a lot of star trek yeah. as well he's one of my favorite actors and he plays again plays that character to a t mm. uh, and there's a bit where he develops like a new form of energon but it comes he becomes like addicted to it like a steroid <laughs> And it's absolutely brilliant. Of course, it's green because he's the reanimator. Of course, it's bright green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But it's it's fantastic. And he was like, and every time someone like someone breaks something, his his line is like, "I was using that. (laughs) I needed that." He's like, it's brilliant. Um, In the more than meets the eye franchise, he has like an evil doppelganger called Farmer, who's like another like I think he's an ambulance or medical type of uh, transformer, and and he's he creates like an evil like rust virus that starts infecting all the transformers. (laughs) And what's and what's even 
even more disturbing about that is he later on he challenges him to like a surgery off, if yeah. you will. So there's two transformers and he cuts them in half. Farmer cuts them in half with a chainsaw. And he says, Right, if you can be if you can fix your transformer, I'll let you go, or I'll you know, you can do whatever you want, or I'll let you do what you and he goes, But I've got to cut them in half. And he's like, Right, fine, I agree to it. But then Farmer cuts the transformer directly down the middle. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and it's really violent and crazy. It's brilliant. And he and eventually like Ratchet's like, Well, I, I can't save him. So he transforms the body of that dead Autobot into a weapon and shoots Farmer with it. Brilliant. <laughs> Fantastic. Great character. <laughs> Love him to bits. Check him out. All the more than meets the eye. The original Marvel comic in Transformers Classics and Transformers Prime. Those are the best versions of Ratchet you can find. Uh great Transformer. And you know, it turns into an ambulance, you know. Transform well, turns into an ambulance. That was a great one. I loved it. Absolutely <laughs> loved it. Absolutely loved it. So let's go on. We're we're running close to time, but uh, I think we can we can mash on. What was yes, your number two? One. You said your number one. It is my number one. Number one. Absolutely surprising. No one yeah. at all across the entire universe. Go on. The Terminators. Yes. I now, thought you, I thought you were going to go with Megatron. Now here is a good one for you. Okay. So I can't pick between the T one thousand of Robert Patrick yeah. or Arnie okay. T eight hundred. Yeah. But as as brilliant as Arnie is as an evil Terminator, mm-hmm. he sets the entire franchise up. I think he's better as being the good Terminator. Yeah, arguably, yeah. I think Robert Patrick as the T-1000, especially in the director's cut of yeah. Terminator 2, is utterly fantastic. Mm. The characterization he makes for that, that creature, the liquid Terminator, mm. is just inch perfect. Absolutely inch perfect. He's terrifying. He's quick. Mm. He's vicious. He can create things out of like weapons out of nothing. He's got some cracking lines in it, some cracking visual moments, some really, really amazing individual character flares. Like when he's, I don't, he's in the middle of shop. It's first time Arnie and the the T one thousand face each other in the shop. You know the Mm. whole famous rose dropping scene. Yeah, yeah. he's got the shotgun and the rose box. He throws Arnie through a window and he's walking past. He looks at a mannequin mm. that's silver. Yeah. And he looks at it and goes, it's sort of like got like a really quizzical look on his face. <laughs> no reason for that to be in there. Yeah. Genius though. Because mm. it's like there's, there's, there's an air of sort of like... Learning, yeah, understanding. Yeah, learning, understanding yeah. and quizzical nature about mm. him. It's like, what, what is that? Is that mm. me? No. Yeah. Is that another one of my kind? On. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely brilliant. Arnie was great in the first Terminator as being that relentless unforgiving machine with no clear emotional drive no. at all but there's a there's little flecks of emotion in robert patrick's t1000 yeah and i fucking love it <laughs> absolutely love it i think the terminator 2 is the better film of the two yeah it's obviously yeah. more yeah. action based on whatever mm. me being more more, char- more character yeah. as well exactly yeah, more i think stuff. that's what drives this villain mm. as well everything is amped up mm. to a hundred what they did with the first Terminator, they doubled down and increased tenfold. Yeah, yeah. And Robert Patrick plays it perfectly. Grows it grows the universe in an organic way as exactly, well. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's very very. It sounds strange, but it's it's so human and yet completely alien as well. I just, I just love it. I find it really hard to sort of like explain mm. why I feel the way I do because obviously mm. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's my one of my favorite actors. Mm. I love all of his films. But I just love the way Robert Patrick is in this film. Mm. I love the T1000. He's, he is fan- it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Like, he's not, I don't think he's like, that's, that's his claim to fame now. I, I, I and no matter what you see yeah. him in. For better or worse, yeah. apart from the fact that Die Hard 2. Ah, <laughs> oh, is it Die Hard 2? He is, he is hey, buddy, what do I look like to you? Like a sitting duck. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Love that's it. That's a great line. That's a great oh, line. yes. Robert Patrick's in Die Hard 2 for a brief moment. That's his, that's his, that's his saving glory in that film. Yeah. That's the, that's I love the it. Hail Mary. Um, but it's yeah. just, it's all the little, it's all the little things he does. Cause obviously he's very lean. Mm. It's all about speed and precision with Robert mm. Patrick. So everything he does is perfectly timed. And the threat level of that Terminator, because obviously Sarah Connor doesn't have any idea what yeah, it is yeah. either. Even though she's seen a Terminator before, mm. she's still dealing with everything in the past. Yet she sees something so, you know, unlike anything she's ever seen before as well, mm. or thought possible. Mm. Like the terror is is thread through oh, yeah. every moment of it. When he, when he starts running, oh, oh, oh fucking hell. Oh, yeah. As that... soon as he starts running, it's brilliant. It's just like, oh my God, he's fast. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen anybody run like no. that. And I don't think you ever will again, no, it's, unless it's they're very, imitating that. I mean, it's 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 obviously it's obviously great acting. It's great... You know, he obviously did clearly a lot of work. Yeah, you know, characterization. Chore- yeah, yeah, characterization, choreographing how to run. It mm. sounds bizarre, but they will have done. Yeah, of course they People will. People say, James Cameron How does gone, he move? How does he move? Yeah. How does he run? Mm. How does a machine run? Obviously, mm. Rob Patrick's, you know, it must be very angular. Yeah. And it is really angular. It's it terrifying. Well, I mean, look, the the idea that he doesn't clench his fists yeah. kind of leads to me thinking that, you know, because he he turns his arms yeah. into like blades. So he's he's almost like he's yeah. cutting through the air mm. as he's getting forward. And you're like, and when he runs and, you know, yeah. he, he can jump as well. You know, he's not, he's, yeah. he's like very agile for the, this liquid metal kind of helps as well. And, it, yeah. and you know, I, and I don't think they've, imp- the further films have not improved on the Terminator exactly, design no. or what they can do. Do. Well, that's just it. That was the T one thousand is the pinnacle. Obviously, everybody goes to the T eight hundred as mm. the you know the classic, the base, yeah. Which is you know perfectly yeah. fine. The, mm. the, the original Terminators are still terrifying, yeah. But it's the evolution with or without of that skin, idea, you know, yeah. with or without skin. Exactly, terrifying. it's the evolution of that idea. Yeah, they have Thor's mm. head. Mm, yeah, so that's yeah. why I absolutely love it. I, lo- I love I love Terminator. I think the Terminator franchise is fantastic. You'll you'll quite like that. Me and Dennis are going to be looking at a very prestigious comic book called Robocop versus Terminator. I think wow. I think that one you will like to have a have a look at because it is an amazing bit. Robocop versus Terminator. Written by Frank Miller and drawn by Walter Simonson. Of course it's done by Frank. Of course. I think <laughs> I I genuinely think it was the last good thing he did. Yeah. Ninety three, I think it was, something Jesus. like that. Ninety four. Uh that's a that's a long time coming, Frank. So <laughs> maybe do something else that's good now, yeah, please. Please not, do not being weird anymore. Um but yeah, I think it's fantastic. I think I it kind of I, I what I like about the Terminator as well is is like I love that sci fi is always about something. It's never just Yeah. Kill a robot or, you know, killer alien. You know, you know, alien is about, you know, the fear of like the male rape uh, and, and yeah. male pregnancy. Yeah. Um, you know, that's all ingrained in that. There's there's so many it's peppered throughout. Yeah. Um and like, you know, and Terminator for me is about, you know, abortions. He's a he's an abortion machine. Mm. You know what I mean? He's he's called the Terminator to terminate a pregnancy. Obviously, she's not yeah. pregnant at this point, but that's basically yeah, but what that's he like, is. Yeah, it's and, a great and, taboo, isn't it? And yeah. there's that, in, in, in obviously in America, still now in Ireland, still you know controversial. You know, in religious groups, it's very much a no no. Yeah. Um. You know that whole idea, and it's the fear of that yeah. as well. And I always found that really fascinating about initial about that initial film. Anyway, mm. obviously by Terminator Two, he was a child anyway, so it's kind of yeah. not, it's kind of too late in some respect but yeah and obviously the Terminator franchise since then has not really you know Terminator 3 I actually think has a very strong ending yes it I does I think that's the it's best thing the about it the film doesn't yeah. doesn't lend itself to the ending but I think I think on reflection of the Terminator films we've had since it has it's a better one yeah unbelievably <laughs> so who would have thought yeah you know talk to the hand and all that and yeah. the glasses and, and all sorts that's of it's not really the that growing, the, film, the growing breasts and all that you know yeah again character isn't it I mean, yeah exactly some, but, something about it 
Absolutely. But um, yeah, so uh, so yeah, that was, no, that was a good choice. I think a lot of people would agree with you for number mm. one. I think Terminator is such a, a big character. It's, it's cultural, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a cultural thing. If you mention Terminator, everyone knows what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Every single exactly. person. I think know. it is just down to personal taste. I mean, like yeah. I said, as much as I love Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. just the individual moments yeah. in Terminator 2, because Arnold Schwarzenegger is better in Terminator 2. Yeah. He's a much better character actor in that film. Yeah. So well, he's, he's improved so much and he's yeah. come on as an actor. Yeah. You know, he's, he's got a better understanding of English and that. And, yeah. And Cameron does, has improved massively. Everybody, everyone just yeah, jumps exactly. 10 levels. I mean, like, bloody technology to yeah. create the liquid terminate was, it was unheard yeah. of. Yeah. So everything just pulls in favor yeah. of that film. Of that film. And I think the, I think the franchise, I like the character. I like the idea of it. I think there's a lot of interesting stuff. I, I, I often like going back to the kind of like the comic books and seeing where they've gone yeah. with the, a lot of the ideas. Mm. Uh, the alien, the alien comic books are amazing. I highly recommend yeah. those. I think those the, old the, ones. the alien franchise beyond sort of the films mm. has fared better really hasn't it yeah yeah for the most for the most part yeah for the, yeah. This is it for yeah. the most part isn't it yeah. I mean, there's, there's still a lot of tribe out but there but again it's again Cameron was involved in both Cameron you know had both like superior sequels as well yeah De- so, yeah you know, definitely arguably yeah. superior to Alien but Alien's a very different film so yeah they're not necessarily you can't really compare them that well um because they're so different mm. while still being within the same franchise it's like comparing New Hope and Rogue One you wouldn't be able to compare them well, really because yeah, one's a war movie and one's a exactly yeah, yeah they're still within the same world but they're very different stories and very different genres within that world definitely you know and definitely. even even the Marvel movies for you know you know they're still superhero movies but they are very much you know they're different different genres Yes, yeah. and stuff. So yeah, so yeah, fantastic, great, great choice. So Thank this you. is this is my number Thank one. It's my number one. Oh, cool, let's have it, baby. So here we go. Are you here ready go. for this? I'm ready. We're now, here at the end. I was thinking, right, good robots. Who has done the most good? Ah, good point. Yeah, <laughs> who has done the, the most good? How how can I find the the goodest of the good? You know, the the person who has done the goodest boy of the world. Exactly, the goodest goodest boy. Who is who is the best? And I started thinking about this. I also thought starting think about unappreciated characters and mm-hmm. unknown characters, or you know. So so this character is from Marvel Comics. Okay, so he's and he's one of the first Marvel superheroes. Ever, probably the second. So he, oh, okay. in fact, he was on the cover of the very first Marvel comic, Marvel Comics number one. Why do I have no idea who this is? So he also, for facts and figures, he was also involved in the first superhero battle between two, two superheroes back in the 1930s. He also flew a full year before Superman ever flew. So, I have no idea who this is. So, so he is. You are surprising me here right oh, now. This is a di- this you is di- son of a bitch. Digging deep. I'm digging deep. <laughs> you are digging deep. This I is Jim Hammond, the original android human torch. My God. Yeah, that's a deep cut. It's a deep cut. That is. Um, I chose him because when I was thinking about people that have done the most good, obviously, you know, those facts alone, like, you know, he was the f- one of the, f- he was also one of the first characters to ever headline his own book. So wow. Batman and Superman were still detective comics and action comics at yeah, this point. They were for so a long Human, time, Tor- they? Yeah. Human Torch and Submariner had their own books. Even Captain America had his own book, you know, way before these guys broke yeah, off into yeah, their yeah. own thing. They were 
they were headliners. They were they were a big deal back in the thirties and forties. You know, they were, were huge. They were before Captain Marvel flew. Before you know, you know, these characters were flying and back because he had. To, I think he started. He sort of started to walk on on air a little bit. Or hovered, yeah, yeah, yeah. But never really flew until he met the Submariner, who was the first character who could fly because he had wings on his feet. Yeah. So he was the first character to dive and fly. Mm. Um, but I did I did do the research. I got Marvel Unlimited, so I could go back and check. Yeah, literally yeah, yeah. His, every one of his appearances. Um, but yeah, he did fly full year before superman ever did wow, so that's a, that's a big that's a big deal um he wasn't involved in the first team up that no. was i think that was the shield and somebody else uh, some lesser known characters yeah, uh, yeah they were the first time they met but that first ever massive brawl if you've read marvels which i highly recommend if you really if you want to read more about the human torch uh marvels and the marvels project really really good kind of talks about the beginnings of the marvel universe yeah. from a modern perspective uh and, and it kind of describe him as this frankenstein's monster so he's he's created to be the first ever android by Phineas T. Horton I believe he's called um, <laughs> what a name and Phineas T. Horton um, <laughs> so he create. he's actually there's a cameo of him in the first Captain America film if you look in the when you go to the Stark Expo the very first Stark yes, Expo yes 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 there see is him, he's in a glass tube yeah, he's, he's called the synthetic man because they didn't have the rights to the human torch yeah. so they couldn't call him that and he's in the red suit I remember, I remember seeing that being pointed out this is actually human torch yeah. and I was like what yeah <laughs> that's crazy and it's it's cool but they couldn't yeah they couldn't technically yeah, call him yeah. Human Torch, but that's who he was. Yeah, he starts off, he's in this glass tube and he's this first android, he's first fully functioning android. But when he's exposed to oxygen, he catches a light, but he's not burning as in like he's not deteriorating. His, his skin is just on fire. Yeah. He just combusts. And straight away, he sets up these, these parallels that Marvel Comics had about the fear of the unknown and, and the yeah. way the, the humans would react to something like this. Mm. So straight away, they're like, oh, that's a freak. That's a freak. Destroy him. He's going to kill everybody. And it's like, no, no, no. It's just, uh, it's just on fire. It's not going to harm anybody. It's like, yeah. no, no, get him, get rid of him, get rid of him. It's, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. And they, they basically bury him in concrete in this kind of iron lung sort of thing and what what uh phineas t horton uh does is he puts um recordings of information yeah. about the world um and plays it to him while he's basically asleep so he kind of Im so he imbibes so he can learn while yeah. he's still there and there's a crack in the uh in the concrete yeah and that lets a little bit of oxygen in and then he bursts into flame and bursts out and he's he's running through the city and it's catching fire and he he doesn't understand what this is he doesn't yeah. understand what he is who he is he gets the gist of what's going on in the world and what it is mm -hmm. um and he leaves these massive flaming footprints throughout the streets of new york you know it's this mass panic going on um and eventually he kind of gets control over his powers he can you know can fly throw fireballs yeah, yeah. and one of the first things he does he goes i want to join the police <laughs> so he walks up and he's like um how do i join the police um and it's fantastic I, in my research i'd realized he had this very weird power in his early appearances and he would yell at fires to make them go out he would just yell at them stop it <laughs> he'd just be like and it wasn't it's not even like it's not even like shouting he'd just be like yeah and that would be his power and it'd be like and he's, he's fighting this other guy that's a fight that's you know flaming he's like if that was a real fire my yelling power would have, would have turned it off <laughs> i'm just like okay that's a strange odd power yelling you have power. just yelling power to put, to put out flames uh, sure <laughs> he uses it a few times um bizarre but great but yeah he he becomes a and then that leads him to meeting the submariner and fighting the submariner and they obviously is this the fire water thing and they have a yeah, few more yeah, battles yeah. and things the submariner was the first anti-hero but the, the human torch was the first like proper hero yeah yeah and and again he's called the human torch but he's an android and yeah. he and he's like he is like 
the goodest of the good guys. And me talking about, you know, obviously comics at that time get involved in the war. They start fighting Nazis yeah, and yeah, Japanese and all that sort of stuff. Like Captain America, the first issue of Captain America was published before America were even in the war. Yeah. Which was con- really controversial because they were like promoting pro-war yeah, yeah. at the time. And some of the, you know, they had the Bund Society in America who were like American Nazis as well. Yeah. So you had a lot of people kicking off and threatening Jack Kirby to beat him up and kill him and stuff like that. Jesus so it's Christ. quite a fiery time uh, with all this happening and going on. Um, so it, retroactively, what they did was they actually made the Human Torch at the end of the war. He finds Hitler. <laughs> okay, he finds him in his bunker. So, so along with real life, he okay. finds him in his bunker, yeah. uh, and Hitler's about to set off a bomb and, and shoot someone. And the, the Human Torch is forced to burn Hitler alive. He kills Hitler. So if we're talking about good robots, right. we're talking about good robots. He is you very any, good. You can't get any better than that, really, the can you? killing Hitler. Um, you know, and there's another comic. Good was, boy. Yeah, very good boy. There's another comic where I read recently and it was like, someone was like going, saying, we're going to shoot your friend. And he was like, um, if you shoot your friend, I'm going to give you cancer. <laughs> I was like, shit, you can control, I can control radiation, so I can just give you cancer if I want. I don't have to burn you, I can just give you okay, cancer. He's no. like, oh, okay. Um, so, sure. So there's that. Um, so yeah. <laughs> but he's, um, he's sacrificed his life so many times. A duplicate of his body was create, was used for the creation of the vision. So initially his body was used as Why? the vision's okay. body. Okay. Um, Ultron That's stole it, it yeah. and forced, forced Horton to work on it and rework it and, yeah. and change his face and his body and <clears throat> wipe his mind and everything. Um, if, and, and it inspired the human, the Johnny Storm, the human torch to take on that yeah. mantle because he was such a great hero in the forties and thirties. See, oh, this is what the problem I have with like all the, the right separation all yeah. these years ago it's, it I mean, ruins it, ruins it. you can't have Kang the Conqueror because he's related to Reed Richards so the Avengers yeah. can't use him as a villain there's all this complication this is why I've still got I've still got hope that they that Marvel can we'll sort it out yeah can get some really good sort of like connective oh I'm sure they will I'm sure they some will some connective things like make that character happen do it just get do it, it out there. Get the androids. Get all the androids out in. there. But there's a there's a great character that he helps create. A female character called Spitfire, who's the daughter of the original Union Jack. He gives her a blood transfusion. Brilliant. Uh, and it causes her to kind of uh, develop super speed. Yeah. And she becomes a big UK based hero. She's in uh, Captain Britain MI13. She's in um, Give me Invaders. Captain Britain. Give me Captain Britain. Give me Union Jack. <laughs> um, yeah, constantly sacrificing his life. There was a training facility during Civil War that was named after him uh, because of his heroic sacrifices yeah camp hammond yeah um, my god it all makes sense um he was resurrected in the in the pages of the west coast avengers in the 80s um he, he's been part of that he's been part of the secret avengers heroes for hire invaders um shield he's been a member of shield he was even like the carer for the fantastic Four's yeah. kids for a while because they were kind of on the run and you know uh, ign in fact named him 28th in the top 50 avengers as well wow um and you know, that's that's him to a T. Um, yeah. If you really want to read about his his characters, anything with the invaders in, he's he's always in. Yeah. So check check anything with that out. Marvel pro the Marvel project or Marvel's project and Marvels by mm-hmm. Alex Ross and Kurt Busiek is one of the best Marvel yeah. comics out there, and it gives you a, a kind of really good um, modern perspective on like a human eye on what happens and how yeah. it affects people. There's a photographer called Phil Sheldon who's afraid and he gets injured and almost dies and while taking all these photographs and and he has a a human eye and human perspective on marvel events that we've read from yeah. a hero's perspective but not from a human perspective oh, wow okay uh, and the artwork is photorealistic so it looks amazing you read kingdom come 
I have, yes. So same art style. Yeah. Same art style, around about the same time yeah. as well. Oh, that was fucking brilliant. Yeah, so, so good. Um, they, they've, that, they, I think they've re-released it. I think they've called it Marvel's Annotated or an- yeah. uh, something recently. And there's some new covers and new behind-the-scenes information. And they reference specific comics and even and specific panels yeah. and stuff. Um, but yes, so so the man who killed Hitler uh, makes, makes my number one. If you're listening, Kevin Feige, get this character in a project. Yeah. God damn it. Just get we, him in there. Sounds we, amazing. Because we, because we just, you know, we don't even know what happened to Hitler technically, do we? In the Marvel oh, well, universe. No, exactly. It, so. it could, it, anything could have happened. Yeah. And obviously, obviously in the, if I'm, I'm right in saying that you got, his body was burnt, wasn't it? So there was no. <sighs> yeah. I yeah. mean, uh, yeah. In real Histori- life. Historically, historically in real life, he apparently shot himself. Shot himself and then, and then they burned his, the body. Yeah. His, his commanders burned yeah. the body so that they couldn't parade it. So it kind of, it kind of, it, purely it, so the Allies yeah. can parade it. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, chop it up yeah. or anything. Um, but yeah, so it kind of could, could, kind of sort of falls in line with the real history of, yeah. of World yeah, War II. Yeah, I guess it does. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> somewhat. I mean, it's not like DC Comics where, because the, the argument with DC Comics was like, why didn't Superman just fly in and grab Hitler? And he's like, mm. well, I've got the Spear of Destiny, which creates a protective force field around all of Germany. Yeah. That's a bit. I was a bit like, mm, it's a bit shit of a yeah, reason. Tapping into cultism, yeah. Yeah, yeah. a little bit, mm, little okay. bit crap, little bit crap. <laughs> uh, but that's our five. Um, so Excellent. do you have any... Uh, we've run over a little bit, but I'm going to split it into two. Ah, uh, well, yes, I was thinking that, because yeah. we have, we have. We have run over, it. but I, I don't gonna mind. have to do some genius editing. Genius editing, and uh, as long as it's good shit, I don't mind splitting but, it into two. Yeah, Pe- mean, people will listen. Let's hope it was good anyway. Um, <laughs> so have you got any honourable mentions for your evil robot? Have I? <laughs> have I ever? I do. Go on. I have a few. I've got six. Okay, I've got a bit more than six. But oh, well, it. cool. Go for it. Do you want me to lay them all out for yeah. you? Yeah, you can talk about them individually. So, or... seen as with... Well, we're gonna, we're gonna we've got time. We've got time. Um, so, in no particular order at all, yeah. uh, the first one I, I thought of was the gunslinger from Westworld. Nice. Yul Brynner. Yeah. Fucking terrifying. Yeah. I think a I'll lot be- of these, a lot of these, I think I've said, I said that phrase a lot, haven't yeah. I? Fucking terrifying. Fucking ter- But they but are. That's it. Yeah. That's the whole yeah. idea of an evil robot. Exactly. You want it to be fucking terrifying. I mean, an unstoppable killing machine. His motivations are purely based on code. Yeah. There's literally nothing else to it. It's just code mm. and then everything is going wrong. That's it. That's it. That's basically it. But yeah. it's, again, it's just relentless, isn't but, it? It's just relentless that, and unwavering. That small idea is, is you know, I've not watched any of Westworld, the series, mm. but that is that one little idea has sprung massively into that yeah. huge series and very popular series as well. Yeah. Well, even, even, even like the basics for Jurassic Park, you know. Yeah. A, a theme park goes wrong. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. You know, that's it. You know, <laughs> so just dead simply. Yeah. Utterly terrifying. Them. My grandma, yeah. uh, my Inspr- grandma put it on for me and made me watch it. I was like, I don't like it. Yeah. Especially when his face comes off. Oh, like, oh god! Yeah. It's the silvery eyes. For yeah, it's the, those weird silvery yeah. eyes. But he's also the basis for like for like um, Michael Myers. Mm. You know, he's the basis for that. And even the Terminator. Yeah, even the Terminator. Yeah. Like that's a that's a very influential entry. So definitely, that's, that's a good honourable mention. Yeah, definitely. Any others? So um, again, it's a little bit of a cheap one because it's honourable mention. Who cares? Yeah, Agent Smith. The Matrix. Yeah. He's a sentient program, isn't he? Yeah. So, I mean, you couldn't, I mean, I, I it's was. Not, it is kind of cheating. It's probably the biggest cheat on all. Maybe. That's why it's only an honorable mentions. But, but I mean, I mean, it could be one of the Sentinel drones, couldn't he? If he wanted yeah. to be, it could just yeah. be sh- shoved into that. But Hugo Weaving is just great. Yeah. He's fantastic. He's great. I mean, you could include like Tron. Like tr- all the characters yeah, in I mean, Tron exactly, could be, yeah, exactly. you know, sentient programs. Yeah. Who is my maker? Who is my maker? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but I just love it. I just love Hugo Weaving in that yeah. film. Fantastic. Ed two oh nine. Yes. 
uh, voiced by John Davison, uh, okay. Paul Verhoeven's long-term producer. Oh, really? So there's a little bit of a connection there between the two. I didn't know this. Just, Tell yeah. me, please. No, that's just it. That's just, it's just a producing partner, and obviously they wanted to put a voice onto it. So literally, I mean, he only says a few lines. He? Yeah. You have five seconds to comply, yeah. you know, just dead simple, things like that. Yeah. But that that robot, yeah, so much, ca- so much, so much character. I, I don't to have it. anything in my hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the best scenes. My favorite line in that scene is, is there's a big there's a big gap after he gets shot. There's a big silence. Yeah. Uh, Bob Morton goes, "Does someone want to call a goddamn paramedic?" <laughs> it's clearly dead. <laughs> <laughs> so brilliant but I just love it like it's the ridiculous nature of it oh yeah I just ah, it, I think Ed 209 probably would have made like yeah. this I think That's, I call it BD 209 yeah I, I can't say Ed I can't call it Ed 209 Ed 209 um, um, no that's a good one that's a really uh, good one Ava from Ex Machina good shout good shout yeah. uh, so I could have gone I could have gone either way could have gone either way could have had yeah. it that film she's played is a very sympathetic character yeah right up until the last 20 minutes yeah. When she flips the entire story, the whole narrative, yeah. And the crux of that is when she locks um, Dom or Gleason in that room yeah. and he can't get out. Yeah. And she just leaves. Mm. I'm like, fucking hell, he's going to die in there. He's literally going to die and, in that room. And I think that's kind of one. Brilliant. I think that's one where you could, if you wanted to, you could kind of place her in a good. Yes, exactly. On it's the like good a, side of robots. Yes. Yeah. Is as like, a, you know, like an anti hero kind of mm. thing because it doesn't really. Obviously, it's it's a one it's a one shot film. There's not going to be any sequel. No. Even hope there isn't. Yeah, there was rumours mm. about a sequel, but I don't think yeah. they're ever going to do it, and nah. rightly so, because it is literally it leaves everything open at the end, and you go, yeah. "Wow, I didn't mm. see that coming. Yeah, Where yeah. could it go?" Yeah, yeah. But to me, it's the pure brutality of just going. Well, you're in that room now. Good mm. luck, and you can't get out, and you never will get out. <laughs> I was just like, oh, "It's horrible." <laughs> That's horrible. That's yeah. literally, you, you've been buried alive, essentially. Mm. So, yeah. Megatron. Yeah, of course. That's what but, I, I swore that was going to be your number one. Did you? you yeah, I really thought that was going to be your number one. Wow. Number one. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry to disappoint. Sorry. But Frank Welker has what? to be Frank Welker. What a legend. I liked Hugo Weaving for what he did. A lot of effect on it, though, wasn't there? Yeah, a lot of effects. It wasn't really Hugo Weaving, whereas Frank Welker, was, yeah. was just him. That's him. Well, they, I mean, they brought him back for Soundwave. Yeah. For the because they were like nobody else can do this. Yeah, exactly. Nobody Same with the guy, the guy that brought back for Starscream as well. Yeah, and they couldn't. You know, they, they had to bring back you know Optimus yeah. Prime. Um, yeah, well, they brought back Peter the guy Cullen, who did the Peter voice Cullen. of Bumblebee, but because every yeah at the end of the first Transformers film, he gets his voice back, and that's him. You know, I think I think. But that, then like, yeah, go on. Then they got rid of it because yeah. everyone was like, oh no, we liked it how he couldn't talk. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Fuck off, Michael Bay. Well, they do. <laughs> To be fair, they do the exact same thing in the new Bumblebee movie. He gets, gets damaged, and I that's don't agree straight with it. away. I don't yeah. like it. I mean, I, I get what I get. It's entertaining, and he's talking through. He's referencing loads of music and different things. Yeah. But yeah, it's not. It's not. It my, worked for the first film. It's not my Bumblebee. No. Well, yeah. yeah. If you're gonna, if yeah, you if want, you want to go that, go that way. fanboy route. Yeah. And then finally, Ultron. Yes. James Spader. Fantastic choice. Yeah, the film didn't really hit that well. Mm. It still made a ton of money, but yeah. James Spader's I, I mean, characterization. I, I, I mean, I like I like it. You know, yeah. there's c- certain elements I don't like about it, but I, I think a lot of people are quite harsh on it. Yeah, I, I do as well. I think, I think they're too harsh on it. Because essentially, he's just, he's just a petulant child. Yeah. And uh, yeah, okay, compared to Loki, who was very resolute and yeah. direct in what he wanted to mm. do, you know, he had a clear idea. Yeah. You know, of course, he's being controlled by some higher being, mm. but it's still Loki's idea to invade the Earth. Yeah. You know, and win the Earth for Thanos. Mm. Ultron is, you know, 
it's literally like yeah. I'm a lost child, but mm. I know I know what it's I the, can do to yeah. get what this you know. It's I, basically the kind of Oedipal complex yeah, yeah, in a exactly, robot, yeah. and that, I think that's one of his more interesting yeah. things is the more human elements he has. Yeah. In the comics, he's off. He's based off a human brain pattern. Yeah. He's based off Hank Pym, who has several, you know, mental yeah, disorders yeah, yeah. going on. That's why he's so unstable. Yeah. So putting those those, you know, baseline, you know, brain waves like, onto yeah, a robot always, always was also not that. a good fucking idea. No. Um and then he he tries uh, in I talk about Ultron. I seem to talk about Ultron quite a lot. Uh, Ultron Unlimited is my favorite storyline yeah. with him in. And he basically, he has loads of drones and versions of himself, mm. but there's no individuality. It's just yeah. like a hive mind. It's like the Borg. He yeah. wants the individuality because he's going to, he wants a family. Yeah. So he kidnaps all of his family, quote unquote mm. family. So Wonder Man, Grim Reaper, yeah. Scarlet Witch, Vision, and all of his relatives. Um, and he try, he copies their brainwaves and he's going to implant them yeah. on new ones. And then he's going to combine a lot of them to make new, mm. new brainwaves brainwaves and new you know iterations yeah, yeah. of the ultron family um mm. which i found really fascinating uh and it's it's just a great villain he's just like yeah. you said i think robots do make great villains like the sentinels that yeah they they don't there's no there's no there's no like uh, like carl reese says there's no there's no bartering with the terminator no. there's no there is no way he absolutely will not stop until you are dead and yeah. most of these robots are the same like yeah. the whole idea they were just this is what i've decided on this is what i'm programmed to do yeah nothing changes my mind mm. it's this and they're you know they're metal they're you know they're indestructible in so many forms but you know it's that it's that human like you know it's that mechanized might versus human you know yeah. the human might ingenuity, and some, ingenuity yeah. and and you know and there was a lot of like even in the 30s there was a lot of movement against being mechanized and robots coming and, yeah I mean, or, and even now it was a reaction to the first world war wasn't it because yeah. it had been mechanized so exponentially and so quickly people were unsure they were terrified yeah yeah and because literally we went from horseback to tanks yeah. in less than four years. We had the fact, yeah, we had the factories, and yeah. then we're doing different things. But there's a lot of mechanized help, and even yeah. now, the, the even my work said that they had an announcement going, "The robots are coming." I, yeah. I shit you not, that was the their video. Really, the robots are coming. Yeah, so we have to change the ways our ways of working. They literally said that. I was like, "The fuck!" I was like, "Fucking hell!" Okay, I won't, <laughs> again, won't say you will work for, but that, yeah. that was their that was <laughs> their video. And I was like, "That's kind of terrifying in that a is. weird way, kind of putting me out of a job." But then, but Jeez. no. We don't want to put you out of job. We want to work in a different way. But I was like that the way the way she said it was like it was almost like yeah, some sort coming of coming here to replace you. It was almost like a propaganda piece. It was really Jesus. weird. But um, it sounds bizarre. <laughs> it was I'm, really I'm odd. Really quite busy. knowing I know who you work for. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that that really does surprise me. Doesn't that. smack of of who I work. Never for, get anything does it? like that in my line of work. No, exactly. Although I don't know, I probably prefer you never it, know. Actually, you never know. <laughs> Somebody please make robots so I don't have to do it anymore. Cool. Um, yeah, I think oh, that was an excellent choice. Any other uh, honourable mention? No, that's it for me. Yeah. I think there are so many out there, though. Yeah, you could literally go on for hours and hours. We've gone on for quite a long time. Yeah, already, exactly. To be fair. But it's good but, stuff. It's all good yeah. stuff. Um, so there you go. I'll, list mine. My, I'll list mine uh, very quickly. So this, these guys came very close to being on my list. It's Huey, Dewey, and Louie from Silent Running. <laughs> um, yeah, lovely... I thought you were going to say Ducktales, and I was like, "Hang on, they're not Wait robots; they're ducks." No. No, or, or I think they're called like un- Drone One, Drone Two, and Drone yeah. Three. But then he names them. Yeah, um, and and there's a lot of character to them as well. They're really quite fascinating. And, and again, the message is quite you know quite even though it's like thirty year old film or something forty yeah. year old film. You know, the the message is still quite relevant you know he's looking after the the final gardens of earth the final yeah, forests yeah. of earth and they go no nah, it's too it costs too much money just jettison them and blow them up 
and he, he he actually killed the guy kills to to save these forests and all he's got left are these robots and he teaches them how to play poker and Jesus and in fact the people that paid the robot were amputees so they really? had, they had no legs but they had arms so so what that's why they walk around like this bloody hell so that's why there's so much character to them and 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 when one of them one of them dies one of them gets like thrown into space and <laughs> and you're like oh fuck <laughs> fuck the little the like, cute, <laughs> little, cute little robots gone <laughs> the little robots dead yeah and he's like, and it was like you better you know watch yourself and it's you know it's quite it's quite a it's quite intense the, there is a bit though where he's like he's, he's, the forest is dying in the film and he can't Ugh. figure out what it is yeah and he's like this botanist and this you know scientist and eventually realizes they're not getting enough sun <laughs> and i'm like are you fucking kidding me you're a botanist <laughs> and you don't realize that the plants aren't getting enough sun that's the that, last yeah. thing you fuck because you, you see him looking through all these books and i'm like this is a bit bullshit yeah. Um, but apart from that, the film was really good, and I really enjoyed it. I can honestly it. say I've never watched that film. No, I think you might. I think you might dig it. I think yeah. you might dig it. I give it. I give it a go. Um, but yeah, I've heard it referenced so many times. Yeah, check it out. It's, I think. I think it's on. It might be on Amazon Prime. I think it was. I'll have a look. But see, see if it's there. But if not, yeah. I do recommend seeing it. So I've got. I, I was going to include a lot of comic book robots, but I've tried to limit that a little yeah. bit. Um, Danger from Marvel Comics. So so Danger is the embodiment, uh, the physical embodiment of the Danger Room from X Men. <laughs> uh, basically, of uh, every time, obviously, every time the mansion gets attacked and blown up, they have to yeah. update the danger room. They get Shi'ar technology, so the bird aliens, um, the Empire from yeah. from uh, Marvel Comics. They use a lot of their holographic and hard light technology, and eventually, it evolved and gained sentience. But Professor X obviously needs to train his X Men. He ignored her. <laughs> like, okay. didn't give a fuck just ignored her and ignored yeah. her and just and she slowly kind of evolved and was like hello is anyone there and he's like nah too busy training my X-Men you're gonna try and kill him and eventually she she breaks out and starts trying to kill Professor X and the X-Men uh, <laughs> it's a great it's a great little I think the storyline is called Danger as well it's on in the Astonishing X-Men by, yeah. by Joss Whedon actually Joss Whedon wrote oh. it um, so it's a really really good storyline and eventually she does uh, join the X-Men and tries yeah. to understand what you know being human is uh, basically and to evolve uh, we've got uh, Chappie oh, of course Chappie, Chappie. Jesus. Yeah. I like I like I really enjoyed Chappie. I know a lot of people didn't, but I, I thought it was It's it, okay, yeah. I thought it was the best. It was like it was kind of like Robocop meets a short circuit. Yeah. Kind yeah, of. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I thought Hugh Jackman was a good, really good description. Was, was a good villain as well. Um yeah. I really enjoyed it. So give that give that one a look. Um Eva from Wally. Or, ah, or well, Ava. I love you for mentioning that. Yeah, Ava yeah. from Wally. Um I didn't want to mention Wally because I thought it was too obvious, but yeah. I, th I think Ava is pretty cool and obviously she's got more I th I'd argue she's got more agency than Wally does. Yeah, 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 definitely. Things just kind of happen to Wally a little bit, but <laughs> uh but I love Wally. I, I love Wally just as much, but I just thought it was a bit too obvious to mention. Yeah. Um Jinx from Space Camp. Um I I watched recently is uh <laughs> it is it is available on YouTube in in, in its entirety in HD if you want to watch it. Um, Excellent. It's it's Jinx is actually played by Frank Welker as well. And uh he basically caught he gets reprogrammed and he starts like hey hey dude and stuff like that. <laughs> and uh it's uh River oh, uh, Frank not River Welker, what was it? Um, it's Joaquin Phoenix's first film as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's I think he's called Leaf Leaf Phoenix, I think he's called. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah subsequent DVD releases have put like the first appearance yeah, yeah. of Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. yeah, but it's got uh, Kate Capshaw from Temple of Dooms in it. She's yeah. fantastic in it. Kelly Preston and Lee Thompson from Back to the Future is in it. A good cast. Uh, Tom Skerritt from Top Gun. Same year that that came out. <laughs> it was in Top Gun. Um, it didn't do very well at the box office. I was just going to say. Yeah. I, I think it flew massively. 
under the radar, didn't it? Because of the Challenger explosion. Fuck, yeah. of course. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a big tragedy, and they, they bounced it back. And, and the director thought it will still do well because, obviously... Jesus, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Because, basically, the whole idea of, of them is Jinx uh, wants Joaquin Phoenix's character to go into space, so they're, they're, yeah. in, they're in an actual space shuttle that's not ready for launch, yeah. but there's a there's danger that it'll explode, so they're forced yeah. they're forced to launch into space. Um, so people thought it was in bad taste because it was putting kids in potential harm. Well, yeah, I mean, I yeah. mean, it's, it, millions of kids watched the challenge yeah. launch, didn't they? Yeah, they did. I remember that it was like it was. I don't remember obviously, but I've, no. I've watched documentaries on it. Yeah, yeah. Because not a morbid fascination about no, it, but it's fa- it is, it it is was, interesting. It was literally a national event that yeah. literally thousands of schools across the United States and in it. the UK were mm. like watching it, yeah. and these people died on live television. Yeah, in like a, a horrific way. I mean, yeah. that explosion, that explosion, basically, weren't they? Yeah, that that one explosion is like one of the most violent rocket explosions yeah. i mean no no rocket explosions yeah, no, not violent but, but it's the nature of it yeah it was utterly fucking and it was just totally out of the blue as well jesus i didn't even so yeah that. yeah so that's why it didn't do so well but the yeah. film itself is actually really good and, yeah and it, it's and all right it, and it's a re- it's a realistic space adventure as yeah. well it's not like you know flight of fancy it's still a flight of fancy but it's not as mm. ridiculous as you would think it would be yeah. um but it's lots of fun and again yeah it's good cast strong again fully available on youtube whole thing in hd quality is available on on YouTube. Oh, oh. I'd definitely rewatch it if you have yeah. if you've seen it or you haven't seen it. Um let's give it a go. It's a fun family film and, and yeah yeah and you know what it actually even though obviously all this terrible you know kind of tragedy happened mm. they space camp it was popular more popular than ever after this film. Yeah. And they have so many people that went purely af- it was it tripled in in applicants yeah. after that film. So it still inspired people to go out and try to yeah, get Yeah, which into is space. obviously the best thing about, you know, and they were the, the, the whole film, the cast and the director were inducted into Space Camp Hall of Fame as well. Yeah, because because of the inspiration. See, this yeah. could have been one of my, easily one of my choices. I well, know yeah, I mean, yeah. I know that much about it. Um, but it is it's a fascinating kind of bit of history and probably one of the biggest kind of marketing campaigns yeah. went wrong. Vincent from Black Hole, the Black Hole, that film. Disney went dark. <laughs> it is. If we're I talking watched about that film when I was a kid and it, yeah. it fucked me up. Like Maximilian in it as well. Terrifying. He's basically robot Satan. Yeah. And even at the end, it possibly... The whole thing is like, yeah. oh my God, we're going to crash into the black hole and all die. Yeah. Oh my God. What's on the other Ugh. side of the black hole? Yeah. Ugh. It's a bit... It's not oh a my gr- God, it's, it's dark. Yeah. It's not a great movie, I'll be honest. No, but, no, not But when movie. I was watching it, I posted it on Facebook, I was watching it, but there seemed to be a lot of love for mm. it from a lot of uh, like slightly older... I'd say, you know, for these people in their 40s and 50s. It's a forgotten classic. Yeah. It's, there is something about it, but... um, Oh God. That big red boat robot that shreds... Yeah. Um, oh, what's the actor's name? Yeah. Uh, oh, it's uh, Anthony Perkins. Yeah, Anthony uh, Perkins. Uh, Psycho. It's him. He just holds a book in front of him to try yeah. and stop the shredder and he just goes straight for yeah. it and shreds his thesis. Yeah, yeah. and, and Vin- Vincent, and you've got the other one, I think it's Bob, the other one, um, who's played yeah. by... I can't remember who plays Vincent. He's he's an Oscar winner. He's he's um, Cornelius from Planet of the Apes. Oh, he plays Mad Hatter in Batman the Animated Series. I'm drawing a blank. If you know his name, you know, message me. Um, yeah. but he's really good. And it's, it's got, he's the one with another, like, with, like, Jet Jaguar has that weird power of being able to change size. Yeah. Vincent is a psychic robot. <laughs> like, he has an ESP connection with the woman yeah. on the, in the crew. And I'm like, how? Who? How does Where? that work? But fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. But, um, but in that film, anything, oh, it's, it's all, it's all over the place. I, really. I think, it's I think in that, easy. I think after that film, Disney decided to make a different film company for their more adult 
projects. I think it was um, was it Touchstone Touch or Buena Vista? Buena Vista, yeah, Touchstone. That was I it. Think yeah, it was Touchstone. I think it's one of I those. Think it was. So they said, right, we're going to stop making more adult stuff. We still want to do that, but we still don't want to ruin the Disney brand. Yeah, which yeah. is kind of the thing there. That was it because obviously the Disney brand, Disney logo was plastered all over it. Yeah, exactly. And then because it was quite dark mm. and we were like, oh, it's a bit much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that's a really good one. Rosie the robot from the Jetsons. <laughs> 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 They're robot made, you know. Oh. Uh, why not? They had, they did have. Why a not? Um, Whatever. So what else have we got? Um, still got quite a lot to do, to be honest. On just it. keep going. I'll just keep going. Just keep going. Uh, Bill and Ted's the good robot usses. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next. Uh, the Metal Men from DC Comics. The Metal Men. The Metal Men. Yeah. So they're they're all based on a different element. So it's like iron, gold, oh, platinum, right. tin. Yeah. Uh, and they all have they all have personalities. Tin. Yeah, tin. Tin's like the weak and useless one. I'm platinum. I'm tin. <laughs> I'm tin. Basically, that's it. That's his voice. That's basically his voice. He's like, no, I don't know, guys. Uh, if you watch Batman, watch Batman the Brave and the Bold, it'll tell you everything you need to know they about the Metal Men. <laughs> but yeah, they all they all have personalities kind of based. Brilliant. So so like lead is quite dull. Uh, I think I'd know, be iron's tin. quite strong. <laughs> I'm definitely lead then. Uh, it's quite dull. Leader is, uh, the leader, leader is gold. I can and... stop radiation. <laughs> oh. But yeah, so they're, they're, they're interesting, a bit different. Brilliant. Um, Athena from Tomorrowland. I wasn't a massive fan of the film, but I thought she was pretty cool in it. Yeah. It's another kind of AI for me, that one. Yeah. Me and Natalie watched that film, yeah. and I thought it was garbage. Yeah, I didn't think it was great. No. That, that was another one, that, one of those big epic failures of Disney. Disney yeah. had a lot of them recently. They have. They've had, they've had a run. It's too many. Um, you've got. Oh, I like him. Um, so Aaron Stack or Machine Man or X Fifty One from Marvel Comics, uh, yeah. Jack Kirby creation. His his recent kind of reinterpretation where he just fucking hates humans is brilliant. He just constantly like <laughs> calling them fleshies and fleshing fleshlings and all that sort of stuff. Um, he's great and he's a bit of a dick now. So he was quite kooky in the beginning, kind yeah. of kooky and weird because that's Kirby. Um, Evolution. <laughs> yes. Uh, and Android 16 from Dragon Ball Z. So he's, Ah, okay. Yeah, he's kind of a big, he's a big guy and he's, yeah. he's very, he's supposed to be evil, but he's like, I like animals and pretty birds. Um, so that, that's what he's into. Right. Listener <laughs> comments. We've still got, still oh, got these to going. do. Still is got this, these to is, do. Is this going to be the longest podcast you've done? Maybe. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? It's good shit. It's good shit. Yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind. Even though I just blame it on me for rambling. No, no. Incessantly. We both terrifying. We, we've both monsters. rambled. We, we have things to say andrew we and if do. it takes two we parts do. of a podcast that's just i mean podbean could extend their it listening could. hours if they wanted to it could but why don't. don't you why don't you you sons so let's look guns. at these listener comments so go on then from facebook we've got alex clifton mine has to be overlord from the transformers franchise oh yeah, yeah. okay cool he's a, he's a if if you if you want to read any transformers comic andrew mm. which i think you would like uh last stand of the wreckers yeah overlord is the villain and it's probably one of the most brutal dark uh and kind of warlike yeah it's, it's basically kind of it's a war film um and it's a ragtag group of yeah um uh, it's got springer springer's the leader from uh transformers the movie the guy turns into a helicopter and a car yeah the green yeah. guy he's kind of the Jesus. leader in it it's got prowl and and Cup and a few other characters. Um, there, I think there is a there is a book that combines all the kind of sequels as well. Uh, I think there's Requiem for the Wreckers and Return yeah. of the Wreckers or something. Yeah, <laughs> just get that book. It's all it's all good. Just shit. buy it. Um, Andrew Knowles made a comment. I did. <laughs> he did. He did. And it, it's a gif of uh, Megatron uh, removing Lincoln from his seat, <laughs> and then Megatron sits on the seat. And his, Is that why you throat. thought it was going to be my number one? Kind of a little bit. Yeah. I thought that was. A I just thought it was like a really funny. It just it just yeah. sums up. 
yeah. brilliance of sums Megatron. Up, sums up Megatron, yeah, he loves just, it. So, just, I will take that seat, thank you. <laughs> one, one of my favourite things about um, the recent kind of Transformers franchise, it's called um, the comic's called More Than Meets the Eye. There's also mm. Robots in Disguise, which was... Robots in Disguise was kind of a political intrigue. Yeah. Uh, and More Than Meets the Eye was them going off to find the Knights of Cybertron, so that yeah. was their quest. Uh, but this all those two these two comics come about because the war has ended. Mm. And that's when shit get, gets really interesting when the yeah. war is over and like you see people, you know, switch sides. What are they going to do? How do they, how do they, you know, proceed? And yeah. eventually Megatron becomes an Autobot and is non-violent, doesn't commit see, any, any forms of violence. It's, it's stuff like that, that I'd like to see with the Transformers yeah. franchise. I'd like to see them just stop making mindless yeah. action. There's a, there's a couple. Really think about what they're doing yeah. with the story because the, the wealth of characters is unbelievable. The, the universe is untapped potential. Yeah. It really is. And the comics are the best and version I, I of I kind that. of like Michael Bay films to a degree, yeah. but he has ruined that franchise yeah, but yes. Hasbro didn't care because no. they were just raking in fucking yeah, money because you've got people just mindless mindless violence and cars yeah. and shit and that's not really what the Transformers is about really for no, me no it's not not for me either there's, there's some great stuff there's even gay Transformers same sex relationship Transformers yeah. which is some of, the, some of the most beautiful writing of, of a same sex yeah. relationship I have read and it's just two. It's two transformers. It's ridiculous, but I, I I can't get enough of it. And there's transgender transformers. There's transformers yeah. that turn into useless shit. And they're and and the whole and you see like Megatron's quest and why mm. he begun it. And it and what where you know it's much much like Hitler. You see him. You know he was a socialist. Yeah. He dreamed of uh, you know a socialist you know society. Mm. And you know not far from you know what maybe a Jeremy Corbyn yeah. would want. You know but what? then he he went into a bad way. And then Megatron's yeah. the same. It just kind of it just devolved. I think it's the what it's the the one franchise i think if you had an unlimited amount of money and no fear of cancellation yeah you could make the greatest tv show ever yeah with transformers and there's a really there's a good thing as well when they go to planets they have these holographic avatars so they yeah. become like either human versions of themselves or alien yeah. versions of themselves so they can they can interact with other people without yeah. revealing them as being cybertronian yeah. um so I highly recommend if you if you want to do that more than meets the eye and robots in disguise they kind of cross over a little yeah. bit later on um the finale of that particular timeline ends with a unicron mm. arriving um but shockwaves in it and he resurrects loads of dead cybertronians and stuff it's great it's great shit and all the stuff with ratchet i've already mentioned yeah. great great stuff um but yeah highly highly recommend that what else was there uh so that was your comment <laughs> <laughs> that was your comment uh so andrew ferguson on facebook has gone r2d2 yeah lieutenant commander data yeah. And of course, TV's favorite sanitation droid, Crichton 264B523P. <laughs> Which I think is a really good choice, actually. Brilliant. Uh, and then Cristiano Smith has said Bender from Futurama. Ah, uh, yeah. Which is a good one. Uh, whether he's good or bad, we'll leave well, that yeah. up to you. <laughs> I think he, he blurs the lines, doesn't he? We'll, Certainly. We'll allow that because he likes to drink his beer. Michael Chandler, uh, I also like everything about this film. So this is number nine. This is a film called Nine. Uh, oh, it's okay. an anime film i think tim yeah. i think tim I burton it, produced I think, it yeah he produced it i think he, he didn't direct it as far as no. i'm aware but it was very much produced by him mm. uh, so as much as i like the main bots and the creativity of the inventing machine and the legitimate threats were great so i'll have to check that one out because it did look quite interesting yeah I mean, I'm not sure if Natalie's watched it. I think she probably has, to be fair. Yeah, probably. Um, Michael Chandler again commented with a gif of the Iron Giant. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the Iron... I, I think I just turned 20... me. Make a live-action film yeah. of that as well. Yeah, definitely. Why not? Why the hell not? If they're going to do remakes, the Iron Giant... I don't really like remakes, to be fair. But no. the Iron Giant, if you put yeah. the, the same... Put the effort into it. I mean... Oh. 
I don't know. In fact, no, don't make a remake. No, actually, don't do it. You'll fuck you'll, it up. You'll ruin it. Um, it's a great film. It's, it's got so much heart in that it does, film. It's, it's, it's a beautiful film. And and Vin Diesel's best role. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Easily absolutely. his best role. Um, so He big, is not Groot in that film. He's certainly not. That's his, <laughs> that's his other good role. Everything else. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the shot looks terrible. Um, yeah, it does. Um, I've, I've heard bad things. <laughs> So uh, I am, this is moving on to Twitter. So it's, uh, I am Jack's Musings. That's at I am Jack's Musings, one of our biggest fans. Yeah. Still holding strong. I love you, Jack. Um, so he selected Crichton, uh, Kit from Knight Rider. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kit. <laughs> the Buffy Bot. The Buffy Bot. Yeah. There's a, there's a robot, uh, that gets created by, uh, by this scientist in, in the Buffy TV series. And she's a robot. Wow. I, I need to watch this show. <laughs> Buffy's great. Buffy's great shit. It's good stuff. I've and watched he's the old episode. I watched yeah. the musical one, which is bizarre. It's, it's a weird one, but it's fun. Uh, and he's also included the, uh, the robot from Rocky Four. <laughs> oh, one, no. The one that Paulie definitely has sex with. <laughs> Oh. He definitely has sex with that robot. No, there's no, there's no qualms about it. Why would he change it to a lady's voice? He's added that in there just for a laugh, hasn't he? Because yeah. that robot's a crock of shit. It's shite. <laughs> it looks more like an I alien, remember, if anything. I was watching it. I was like, is this real? Yeah. This can't be. I'm watching the wrong film here. This yeah. is not Rocky. It's it's a weird one. Uh, so Ben at Nerd Chatting is that at Ben underscore Nerd Chat. Um, he's posted a gif of Data saying, "I hate this." <laughs> Takes a drink and tastes it, and is like, "Oh, I, I feel things." Yeah. Um, so he likes that. Jack and the Geeks Talk at Jack Geeks Talk. Uh, Sunny from iRobot. Oh yeah, I mean that is a great. That is a good one. Yeah. That is a good one. And again, good great character. Yeah, he's on he's on the borderline. Well, yeah, just playing the borderline, doesn't it? Yeah. Johnny Five from Short yeah. Circuit. First one. Not the second. Yeah. Second short circuit is awful. Oh, I quite like it. Really? <laughs> I quite like it. But when this makes it that you know, that guy playing the Indian character even more horribly yeah. racist. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Because the, the the guy, the lead guy from the first one refused uh, to come back. Steve Gutenberg, yeah. Steve, Steve Gutenberg from Police Gallerman, yeah. Yeah, he refused to come back. So yeah, that's the one thing that hasn't aged well about Johnny Five. Uh, short yeah. circuit. Um, I don't even want, I could, no, I'm no. Nah, no. We won't no. go into that. This is an overly long. Yeah, that's an overly long podcast. I mean, uh, I anyway, it, so. I, I watched it a couple of years ago again with Natalie, and I was just like, yeah. even when the film is really yeah. good, something happens. Yeah. He, he says something, you just go, <laughs> just, just every time he opens his mouth, uh, it's like a poo. I think you'll like this one, Caprica Six. Oh, Battlestar, yeah. Battlestar Galactica, yeah. I've, oh, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Kicking Transfer that out. into my honorable mentions. Yeah. yeah there you go. Six from the Battlestar yeah. remake. Is, she the, is, she, is, is that the sexy one? Yes. Yeah, sexy one. Um, for the light. Trisha Helfer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, she, she's she, really good. she bridges the gap between the machines and the humans. Wow. It's, it's fantastic. Sounds good. She's, she's in the opening scene and it's brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> and she kills a baby. Um, oh, wow. Oh, in the episode. Shit. Okay. Yeah, it's a really. Quite horrific. Yeah, I had to turn it off after Natalie saw that. Oh, like, I don't like this anymore. I was yeah, like, well, okay. Well, Nat- Natalie was saying there's a lot of stuff she wasn't going to watch when I was listing the dogs. So yeah. I was like, yeah, that's probably not in the one. Because the first watch. episode of Battlestar, the remake TV mm. show, is three hours long. Yeah. It's like a prequel movie kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. And when that bit happened, she just looked at me and I went, this is not for you, is yeah, it? Turn it off. Turn it off. Uh, not really. I was like, okay, turn <laughs> it off. Uh, and they've also, Jack and the Geeks Talk have also included T1000, which you mentioned, obviously. Yes, lad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> again, Nerds Chatting. So Nerds Chatting, Ben from Nerds Chatting has said data. I think he said yep. data. He did say data. So Nerds Chatting, their actual, uh, Twitter handle. Uh, so that's at Nerds Chat, I believe. Um, and they've, they've referenced data again with a different yeah. GIF. Uh, data is such a 
a great character. And that's it. That's all of the listener comments. So we are finally, after all this time, <laughs> we are done. So I it's have... been such a long time. It's been so long. How long are we at? Uh, it looks like an, uh, 135 minutes. <laughs> so, so yeah. So what's that? That's like the length of a film, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> We're hitting Lord of the Rings time. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, well, I, I'll, I'll release it. I'll release it in two halves. So yes. it's a bit more manageable. Good luck trying to edit the break in that. I'll, there was a point at, we, at one point I thought we can do. It. You've been doing breaks in some of your podcasts recently. I have. Like, I have. Are you going to put a break in this? And then we just carried on. I was like, nah, nah fuck it. We're, we're here now. We're here yeah. now. Um, <laughs> I, wa- I was doing it because my my I, you know I, I put breaks in if I feel like we need one. But yeah. you, you are happy. You know, I'm, I'm always happy. We've we've kept going. We're passionate. We kept our energy up. We had, we had a lot of coffee, so we're all good. But I'm just before we go, I'm just going to say, where can you find us on the social medias? Oh, me? Yeah, where can I find you? I want oh, to find me. you. I want to hunt you down and exterminate you like a Terminator. Well, I have a very small YouTube channel uh, channel called Angry Andy Reviews. Yes. I also have a uh, Facebook page of the same name, so you mm. can find me. And you can read your reviews there yeah. if you don't want to watch them? Yeah, so basically I record what I've written down. My dog is barking. He doesn't <laughs> like the channel. He hates Sorry. it. Yeah. So basically I just, I just record what I've written down, yeah. basically, and put a bit of character into that. Not really anything much, but yeah. It's only a small channel. It's getting there. I mean, I I always like. I prefer it when you've got a bad film. Yeah, it's always so much better when you've got a bad yeah. film. I think when you've got a good film, it's kind of like kind of like it's yeah. a good film. It's a good yeah, film. It was. But but I want to. If I want Angry Andy, I want Angry Andy. So it's got to yeah, be a I bad know. film. I mean, yeah. There's, check there's... out check out the Dark Phoenix review. That's a good one. Ah yes. Did I do a video for that one? You did do a Dark Phoenix one, and you did yeah. a and you did a Terminator one as well. Yep, Terminator. That Still was... not seen it. Probably based off your review. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's just it. My reviews are few and far between because obviously I don't have that much time yeah. in the world. No, of course, and very busy. this current climate as well. As well, and you get a load of films, and you're getting married as well. So you got you yeah. got all that stuff yeah. to 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 do. Yeah. So. so by all means, come and find me at Angry Andy Reviews. Yeah. Subscribe really good, and really good stuff. I will look at some of the videos. I will. Uh, I think I'll include a link for you oh, in, thank in you. the uh, in when I post about this. Thank you, um, sir. When I when it when it does finally come out, when I finally <laughs> edited all this. Um, but yes, and if as we're usual, still here, if we're still yeah, if we're still alive, if I'm still alive, who knows? Uh, but you can find uh, me at Secret Balls on Facebook so you type that into the search bar it's at Dan underscore Balls on Twitter Instagram it's Spider Dan Secret Balls all one word the podcast itself is available on Podbean Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Stitcher Spotify YouTube many many more and if you'd like to donate towards the podcast you can buy me a coffee at ko-fi.com and that's forward slash spider dan and the secret balls and when you're interacting with us don't forget to use the hashtag prepare for prattle thank you very much andrew this has been fantastic it has i've had a lot of fun we've been very unrobotic in this very passionate absolutely so end of line 